Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I'm solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife one day at a time. Today, I am talking with Fabulous Broads, Ronnie Singer and Nancy Zoromsky, the authors of the book, Over 50, Menopausal, You're Fired. I love the title. These ladies are fun. I think we're going to have a great time today. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. I was very happy when they contacted me and sent me a copy of the book. I read it over the holidays. You know, holidays are crazy, but it was kind of fun to sit at night with my tea and just plow through this book. I laughed out loud. My husband did stop by a couple times and say, what? Why are you like swearing while you're reading? Um, it is about losing your job in midlife. I know that many women can relate to this. Losing a job at any time is tragic and stressful, but when you're over 50, there are additional challenges, and these lovely ladies are here to talk with us about that and talk about their book, which gives us a little survival plan to navigate this time in your life. So thank you for joining me today, ladies. Can you just introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about yourselves? Um, sure. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited. Uh, my name is Ronnie Singer. Um, I have been through the unemployment roller coaster more times than I'd like to mention, um, but it's been um, a very eye-opening experience. Um, kind of sad and funny at the same time. Um, but what I do, I'm a software trainer and technical writer, and that's what I been doing most of my career. Wonderful. How about you, Nancy? Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for inviting us. Uh, my name is Nancy Zaromsky, and like Ronnie, I have walked through that path of unemployment more times than I can count. Uh, it is a very tragic feeling. It, you can't help but feel as if you have failed. And both Ronnie and I have agreed that this is the situation we want to have others avoid if possible. As of right now, I'm working at Regions Bank. I'm a senior financial analyst for small businesses. So I'm at a situation where I can now assist others that are struggling through the COVID situation with their business. Oh, I'll bet you're very, very busy in this crazy time that we're yes, in now, very. especially. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know that um, you mentioned in the back cover of your book, you've been friends for a long time. How did you two meet? Um, well, we met, well, I think it was 2003, Nancy. Um, we were both in a performing choral group. Um, and we became, yeah, we were both singers and dancers. And uh, we became, just saw each other and instant friends. I mean, just like instantly. It was great. Absolutely. Yeah. How fun is that? I wish I could sing. I mean, my, I, I, I like to sing, but my family doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> it happens. It's okay. It's okay. So, the, the funny, the, the name of the character in your book is Penny Pink Slip, which I found hilarious because I'm kind of a juvenile. Um, and she has a lot of ups and downs in the book. Now, both of you said, you know, you had gone through uh, losing your job. What was, for each of you, what was your lowest point during unemployment? I mean, it seems like, you know, people can take it a different way. Some people are energized by this and the, some people are stressed. Some people are depressed, anxious. What, what about you ladies? Good dance. Okay, so I think for me it was all of the above. 
honestly. Uh, the most degrading section of it was that um, having to, and we mentioned this in our book, having to go into the, the boss's office and sit on the seat that we never actually sat on before, but always straightened out, and being told that, um, you know, your job is no longer there, um, you're no longer needed. That was rough, that you're no longer needed, your skills are no longer needed. And then if that wasn't bad enough, then they literally escorted me off the building, off the site. I've had, I've had this happen to me more than once. So it's, it's not a pleasant feeling. Right, I have to agree. The lowest point for me, after I've been at a company for many years, trusted employee, um, all of a sudden being escorted out as if I stole something or, or, or you know, killed somebody. Um, they, you know, people watching you out of the corner of their eye. And for me, on top of that, during one of the times, that's the same time my husband left me and, um, well, I'm losing my job and then I had to sell my house. I mean, it was just a horrible time <laughs> for me. Oh, Rodney, uh, that's going to make me cry right now. <laughs> oh, I, I, take yeah, I became a victor at the end. It's okay. There is a oh, light at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> I, I can imagine. I mean, just looking at your smile and telling the story <laughs> that that's good that because I was starting to feel very anxious for you on that. But I mean, I know your book goes through so many things. And well, I'm going to tell you the one thing that I was so shocked that I would never even think of, honestly, but it really got to me, especially during this time. Um, it's like, what do you do during the first week of unemployment? And I'm looking at this going, you know, schedule your doctor's appointments and refill your prescriptions because, you know, healthcare, losing your healthcare is a scary thing. And especially now, and you think I'm always getting, you know, get this, you know, vaccination, get this test, you need a mammogram, you need a pap smear, you need this and a physical. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how much money would that be out of pocket if right. you didn't have your health insurance? Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So critical. Well, yeah. And that Not was something. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nancy. You do it. You go because this was your Not idea, only really. I mentioned that you you also um, have your monthly refills of prescriptions, and you're used to paying ten dollars each for for them, and then all of a sudden they're one hundred and eighty dollars each. And but you're an employee, and you need those meds. So what are you going to do? Yeah, it's definitely scary. And what a great piece of advice among the many pieces of great advice in here. It just I thought, oh my gosh, I never even thought about that. But you're right. I mean, that's so important. I, it's just a, a whole lot of wisdom in this book. I'm going to tell you. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Now, okay, we're over 50. You know, a lot of people are out of college. I have, you know, a son um, who is graduating uh, in June from college. And I guess he thinks he's just going to go march right out there and get a job. I may just have to give him this book just as a little <laughs> reference. But what, what was your most surprising takeaway from your time job hunting? Well, mine was, is that it's not as easy as you think. It's not like it used to be. Um, job hunting used to be, and I'm talking about because we're over 50, but it used to be you, if you had a good resume, somebody would see all your skills and you pretty much can get hired based on your resume. Your resume now is nothing more than a piece of paper that might get you an interview. 
that's that's all that the resume does now and um you know they not only want to see the, that you look good on paper now they want to see well how does she actually look in the office and i don't mean physically but i mean does she get a mesh with all the other employees are we going to get along with her and you know is she going to fit in and i mean there's just like so many things and you're dealing with unfortunately 20 and 30 year olds that you're trying to convince that you're you've got the skills and that's a problem in itself because they don't have any experience at all right exactly i completely agree with ronnie completely um i remember when i first started off now of course i went to college back in 1970 blah 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 <laughs> 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 when, you <laughs> when you opened up the newspaper and circled the ones that sounded good you you updated your one sheet of resume you called and oh yeah you can come on in and within a few minutes you would know you'd have an answer right then and there now you don't you just don't have that it's a completely different ball game and you mentioned that your son is just graduating from college so he probably won't be quite as flabbergasted as ronnie and i because he knows the the routine of sending emails via or resumes via email and all of that for us and that was one of the chapters in our book you know you fill out this form it takes you four hours to do it you click on submit and then as ronnie perfectly put it in the book it goes into the black hole <laughs> And yeah. then you say, well, now what? <laughs> right. And do you ever hear back? I mean, I've heard so many people say, well, I sent an application in and I never even heard a word, not a peep. Right. The black hole. And it is the most actually frustrating thing of job searching is not hearing. And um, it actually that process where companies think that they're they don't have time for you um, is actually taking the human out of human resources it's really no longer human resources and that's a sad thing um, these companies now some companies are really good and they will send you a, a form rejection letter but i can tell you and i know nancy will agree even a, a letter of thanks but no thanks is better than nothing at all yes. so but unfortunately, you, you don't always hear things, and that is like the worst, because you're always looking, did I hear, did I hear, did I hear, and um, you know, nothing. So it's, it's stressful. Pretty it's stressful Very too, is. isn't it? Very. Yeah. Especially yeah. since your self-confidence is already now plummeted. So you're thinking, did I do something wrong? Did they receive it? Did they not receive it? It's, it's mm -hmm. extremely stressful. Right, yeah. right. And then uh, I did read about LinkedIn that you guys yes. mm -hmm. really like LinkedIn. And um, I don't, I, kids in high school have LinkedIn. Sure. And uh, well, I don't, I, I do have a LinkedIn, but I honestly never go on there unless I'm being really nosy about somebody's <laughs> new job. I'll just <laughs> say, I mean, I do say that I'm a podcaster on there, but. I think based on just what I've been reading in your book that maybe I need to go beef up my little profile on it's, LinkedIn. I mean, is it a valuable tool for women? I mean, even our age, you know, is that something that we should consider just beefing up our LinkedIn and getting it all looking pretty? Even more so our age because that's the number one place that recruiters or um, HR people who are searching will go. And if you don't have a, a decent or good, I should say good, LinkedIn account, they're going to think that you're, oh, you're old and you don't understand, you're not technically um, advanced. So having a good 
up, updated LinkedIn account is very important these days. Very important for not only women over 50, but anybody because that's where, that's where they go first. Absolutely. Uh -oh. she's, she's completely right. And not only that, if I might add, it's also a good way to hook up with others that are struggling just like you. You know, years ago, you used to um, go one on one with people, you know, hey, I know this person has an opening. Now it's more everything is linked in. I know this person, she might know somebody that has an opening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. LinkedIn's well, really better, important. Uh, well, as soon as I log off here, okay. <laughs> you ladies, I'm going to uh, try and remember my login password, first of all, and then see if I could get in there. Okay. And if you need any help, just give me a call. Oh, I'm I'll help you with LinkedIn. I will. I will. I, I'm going to be calling you guys all the time now. For okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I've got another question for you. Okay. What, what are we going to gain? What, what do you hope we gain from reading your book? I, I loved it. But what, oh, what do you, you want us to gain from it? What, what do you feel? Why did you write it for us? Oh, go ahead, Nancy. You can start oh, this okay. one if you'd like. <laughs> okay. So I think the primary reason why we wrote the book, and we've already touched on this before, is to give women hope. Let them know that this isn't the final end of the end of your career path, that there is life beyond this, that you do have to get your gumption up, pull up your, your bootstraps, get out there and work it. And that's the key. You have to work it. And that's why we were so, um, we were so trying to put everything in order of this is what you need to do. This is this step. Then this is this step. We tried to organize it in a friendly and fun way, but you really have to work it. If you don't, and if you just sit around at home waiting for the phone to call, it's not going to happen. Right. And both, and I think I can speak for Nancy as well, at the end of this, um, no matter how long it was, I mean, my longest time of unemployment was 17 months, which mm -hmm. was the worst. That's when my husband left or anything. But, you know, not only financially, but emotionally, you lose your self-worth and your self-esteem, but you really come out stronger in the end. I mean, I am a so, I'm so much different now than I was before. I'm a stronger person and I have a lot of empathy for those people who are looking for jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, I, um, I feel like you've given us a roadmap here yes. for exactly what to do, exactly. just starting from the moment you're escorted out uh, yeah. of the office. You, you basically just walk us through everything that we should do to get back, you know, up in the saddle again, so to speak. And, and I think it's fantastic advice for Thank you. all these women. I, I love it. I love it. Now, <laughs> there's something in the book you said you don't agree with the phrase, I lost my job. What are we supposed to be saying instead? <laughs> well, I... I don't like that. I never like that when somebody actually said, you know, if somebody's, God forbid, uh, like, husband dies, I lost my husband. When they say I lost my job, I didn't lose my job. Actually, I know exactly where my job is. <laughs> I can I could take you over there. We can walk in the office and I can point to where it is. That's my job. It's not lost. My job left me. It kicked me out. It put me to the curb, whatever you want to do, but it's not lost. So that's why I don't like that job, that, that, um, that phrase, because it doesn't make sense. Uh, it's there. <laughs> Um, it's just, I, we're not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're just not in that job. Now, yeah. there was another one that you mentioned here that I've highlighted. It said you people don't want to refer to themselves as unemployed. They're in transition. 
Yes. Too, just the reframing, even in your own mind of unemployed sounds so horrible, but in transition means, well, I could go anywhere now. I have many options available to me. And that's exactly what we were trying to do is let women realize that just because you're classified as an administrative assistant at this particular job, well, you can be a, a mirage of things. You could be a secretary, you know, a um, an assistant to the boss, you can do the CEO assistant, you can do office manager, you could, you really have to kind of go into your heart and see what you want to be, who you want to be now, classify the, um, the talents that you have learned over the years and come up with new titles, if you will, of what you can do, instead of just the classification of what you were when you quote unquote lost your job. <laughs> right. Well, That's it's important. I, I have reinvented myself many times. I'm sort of a serial entrepreneur. I started off as an admin assistant. I did operations. I worked in a school a few years sure. ago in the front office. I love kids. Love, love, love kids. That was just like, I loved that job. But I had some other things going on that kind of precluded me from continuing to work there. They didn't walk me off, though. I left. Uh, <laughs> And yeah. I, I loved, I loved that school job. I, I absolutely loved it. But, you know, I, this is fun for me, just reinventing That's, myself as a podcaster now because sure. I spent all this time listening to podcasts. I'm like, I can do that. And one, right. one of the things we have to be careful of, again, because we're over 50, a lot of like, I, I'm, I, we've, Nancy and I have heard this quote unquote advice, like, oh, just, you know, why don't you just start all over in something else? Why don't you go back to school? Why don't you, mm -hmm. Which is great if you're in your 30s and your 40s, you know, but if you're in your mid 50s and you can't go back, first of all, going back to school, um, financially, most people can't do it because you're not working. And then even if you do do that, then you're starting entry level at something else. So your pay rate's low. And by the time you get up to a decent pay rate, it's time to retire. So it's not easy to just start all over again, you know, especially if you're really relying on a salary, uh, a, that particular salary that you had. So it's really difficult. And I used to roll my eyes and people say, oh, just, you know, why don't you just do something else? I'm like, really? <laughs> it's not not happening. Well, I'm very <laughs> fortunate in that I, I had been a stay-at-home mom for quite a few years. I went back to work and now just some different circumstances. I, I am able to stay at home right now. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. really shop the way I like to shop. Yeah. But that's beside <laughs> the point. And my fun money was my fun money. Yeah. But I, I completely understand what you're saying. So tell us now is kind of our little closing thing here. What is your number one recommendation other than going out and buying your book? For someone who's starting a job hunt today, like say they just got walked out, what, what, what is, I mean, I know your book goes through this, but is it more of a mindset? Should they run to LinkedIn? What, what should they start thinking about right away? Well, I think, first of all, they, they should allow themselves a little bit of time to grieve. Um, it's okay. You could cry, you can scream, you could throw things, you can say all kinds of four-letter words. I think you're allowed to do that. Um, but just for a little while, uh, a few days, a week maybe. And then start um, 
to start getting your resume uh, and back intact and contact people. There's tons and tons of free places out there um, in all over the country, in every city that will, that help you help people. And you don't have to be over 50. You don't have to be a woman. It's anybody help you get your resume in there. You don't have to pay someone to do your resume um, and start networking with others and also find a particular person or people that are there to support you, not ones that are there to say, how come you haven't found a job yet? How come this? How come that? You want somebody that just listens and supports you. To me, that's like the main, the most important thing. And then you'll do the rest. Mm -hmm. How about you, Nance? I completely agree. Um, I What I had to do is, of course, reach out to my friends and tell them that this has happened to me. Just nothing else to get their sympathy, because it's always nice to know that somebody out there really does love you, even though you've just been kicked to the curb. And then after that, it's really important to get onto the internet and, and search, 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 search. There's all sorts of um, sites out there that you can reach out for job hunting. I know Ronnie and I both went to one that was actually affiliated with a church and we met some excellent people there and again people know people know people. And another thing if I, if I may is to don't be real sensitive if people critique you. That's something I had to do. Uh, I kind of wear my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> yeah. And if people start criticizing, well, you have this line here, we need to get rid of this, it's not important, it's not important, um, I would actually take it personally. And as Ronnie said at the beginning of all this, you kind of have to grow with it, realize that they're not trying to insult you in any way, they're trying to help you. So if you can get over that hurdle of your lack of self-esteem at that point and realize people are reaching out and helping you, that's probably the number one thing that I would recommend. Right. Yeah, I love those tips because you just never know who's in the position that they're in and why. And mm -hmm. um, I think just having that support from friends is important. And yes. not only that, but I think that the book kind of gives you an idea that someone else has been through this. It's yes. funny. It Absolutely. lifts your spirits a little bit. It, it gets you motivated. It shows you the steps to go through so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel that you've right. already been through. You exactly. can help us who, you know, might be looking for a job. It's, it's fantastic. And I, and I just want to thank you both Ronnie and Nancy for joining me today. Uh, you are truly fabulous broads. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I hope that our listeners, found the podcast helpful I um, in the show notes I'm going to include links to Ronnie and Nancy's website pennypinkslip.com a link to this fabulous book and I want to thank everyone for listening and make sure to subscribe and review the podcast and stay fabulous ladies thank you both thank, thank you, you for having much. us you thank, you. thank you thank <laughs> you yeah.